I found out I was pregnant, honestly, my mom picked me up. She was like, you in college now? You sexually active? Let me take you to get this STD check so you know they do urine for some of the tests. Mm -hmm. And my doctor came in like, um... (laughs) Wrong test. You're pregnant. At this point, I was already like... 12, 13 weeks. There was no option for an abortion. It was. You were that far along? I was that far along. Now it's recording. I don't know what's going on with me today, Alexis. I really don't. I'm going to keep all this shit in, too. I'm not even going to cut none of this. I'm going to keep all this shit in, because I want all the people who keep asking me, Venice, how you get started podcasting? This. This is the dumb shit that you got to deal with when you first get started with your podcast. Like, oh my God. I always say there's always something to learn, something to fix their problems. Like, people only see the product, the good stuff. They don't see... All that it takes to get there to slap an episode together. No, I appreciate that because I need to hear that right now. No. Because <laughs> I'm really over all this. Like, <laughs> you know, I understand. You're fine. <laughs> That's why I said the positive is it was it was shaky, but mm-hmm. but it'll be good then it's for gonna, the next one. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay. Third time's a charm. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's your girl, V. Welcome to another episode of Sip and Spill, where we sip on drinks while spilling the tea on dating and relationships. And today, I have a very special guest, and it is one half of the Forget Them Kids podcast, because why? Sometimes mama needs a break. (laughs) It is Alexis! Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So again, Alexis, let us know how you do I am doing well. Thank you for asking me to come on the podcast. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to have you. For those tuning in, this is the third time we recorded this intro. I've had so many setup issues today. Like, everything that could possibly go wrong today has gone wrong. Like, the Airbnb, beautiful. Little did I know they're doing construction right Right outside outside the front door where we're sitting at right now. (laughs) Right outside. Right. The whole entire street is blocked off. So, like, (laughs) I had to reach out to them to figure out the parking situation. Because I'm like, where are we going to park? So, we find random parking spots. But come set up. All of a sudden, my recording system doesn't want to work. So... It is what it is. We're here. Yeah, we're here now. Let's get started. (laughs) Right. So Alexis is here because I wanted to talk to her about her journey as a mother. Um, you became a mother at a very young age. Yes. And so kind of like walk us through what that was like. Like, what were you doing at the time? And kind of what was your reaction when you, you know, found out you were pregnant? Yikes. Okay. (laughs) So I was a freshman in college, actually. Okay. So I had my son three weeks before I turned 19. Like our birthdays are three oh, weeks. Really? Three weeks apart. So I literally had him three weeks before I turned so he's 19. Leo. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so I'm in college. You know, when you leave for college, you have the plan of being at college. Yeah. I didn't know. I was on the birth control pill, but that was before they preached you gotta take it same day at the same time. Like that's things that they said now. Then they just gave you the pill and Mm -hmm. i thought as long as i was taking it every day which i was but they don't play when they say you gotta take it every day at the same time they don't play at that i don't know how that makes sense but yeah so technically i got pregnant on the pill really my son was there actually because i was 
on the pill and I was so physically active when I was getting like sickness, okay. morning sickness. I didn't think it was morning sickness. Like I had no real sign. Like you might be pregnant. Like okay. I found that I was pregnant. Honestly, my mom picked me up. She was like, you in college now, you sexually active. Let me take you to get this STD check. So, you know, they do urine for some of the tests. Mm-hmm. And my doctor came in like, um, <laughs> you're pregnant and i'm just like my mom's in the waiting room because i'm grown now so she's like i'm not coming back there with you to the doctor so i'm like can you help me tell my mom that i'm pregnant because at this point i was already like 12 13 weeks there was no option for an abortion it was you were that far along i was that far along and i didn't know because i was still doing rotc which is like the army program so i'm physically active i'm like you know Doing like stuff that college, I had no inclination that I was pregnant at all. Wow. So by the time I found out, it was even too late to even consider. The doctor was like, you pregnant. Yeah. Like, like you're going to be a mom. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your plans were, sis, but uh, motherhood needs to be entered in there. <laughs> so my mom actually took it better than I expected. Okay. I was more so worried that like. Because my parents never went to college. So okay. that my, I knew my parents were happy that I went to college. But I'm like, to go to college and mess it up the first year? Like, that's how I took it. Like, I'm about to be an embarrassment. Like, Yo, you know. Instead of getting the freshman 15, you got something else. <laughs> so the positive was I didn't have no STDs. Those came back. <laughs> but the negative was. And this was like a couple oh, weeks before finals. And it was, oh, I'm telling you, it was like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, it instantly hit me. I ended up sleeping through one of my finals, completely missed it. So mm-hmm. I failed the class because I like failed one of the finals. So my pregnancy started off pretty rough because right. I'm like, okay, well, am I going to be able to come back to Shippensburg? Like, I didn't know what the plan was. Right. So I essentially gave birth. I took a, uh, a semester off and then I went to hack for a year and then I ended up joining the army i woke up one day and wasn't happy like i need i need it wasn't that wasn't the life that i expected to just get away from harrisburg for a year come back and have to figure something out because i had a baby so i joined the army and then after the army me and my baby packed up we moved back to shippensburg and i finished so it took me five whole years to graduate college but i did it I mean, so. you said five whole, like, most people take that long. Like, the whole, I mean, Nowadays, I took four yeah. years. No, no, back then, like, it's been nor- it's been an average of, like, five to six years for people to graduate But that's with their more, bachelors. those are the people that weren't really coming to college to really get their degree. Those are the people that went to college to play around, failed a couple know. classes along the way. You really think it know. takes people mm-hmm. naturally that long? Yeah, like, so... For me, right, like, so when I was at Penn State, I saw a lot of people who I knew, and it wasn't like they were failing classes. Sorry, I'm buttoning my shirt. Um, <laughs> if you're watching this, you see me messing around. I'm buttoning my shirt, child. It's been a day. But <laughs> but um, I wouldn't necessarily say they were like, like, of course, in college you have fun, yeah. but it wasn't that they still weren't taking their education seriously. It's just that they were figuring out what they wanted to do. Because, you know, when you graduate high school, you're 18 years old. In our case, we were 17. Yeah. You go straight into college and you just are supposed to figure out what you want to do with the rest That's of your true. life. That so is a lot true. of people, their first two years, they might pick a completely different major. Or they might do like me. I was undecided my first year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was completely. We were just like, I'm gonna just show up. I don't know what. Well, it was like (laughs) for me, it was just it didn't make sense for me because I saw I had the 
I think I had the unique experience of being surrounded by upperclassmen okay. my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a lot of them were there longer because of the fact that they switched majors. Okay. And I didn't want to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like coming in and talking to, you know, the recruiters or whatever they had back then, um, a lot of them recommended going in undecided because then you can taste kind of everything yeah. and figure out what it is. And that's when I like decided, okay, psychology was a fit for me. And that's what I ended up doing. And I was still able to get it done in four years. Yeah. But like, you know, one of my friends at the time, she came in wanting to do chemical engineering and towards the end of her sophomore year, she realized like that wasn't a fit for her. So she had to literally start from scratch. Okay. And it took her, I think six years to graduate. Right. And so it's like, it wasn't that she wasn't still trying. It's just, she was figuring it out. So even though, you know, they preach and market college to be like a four year program, I just feel like I've seen so many people take longer. And then when you look up the actual averages, most people take five to six years. So it's like the fact that you were still able to graduate in five years is still like a huge deal. Because it's like you did that. You were in the ROTC program, which is not easy. Commend to me because that was not for me. Child. What's crazy is I, I quit basketball before I got to college because I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, ROTC was a lot, and that mm-hmm. that's what made me just wanted to join regular army because ROTC okay. was asking for a lot. They didn't yeah. even care that I had no baby, nothing. Like I thought that I would be able to keep it up, but I was like, I just can't do it. So I ended up joining like regular army. So I was only drilling one week in a month, two weeks in the summertime. My dad used to be like drop the baby off we got him in whatever so I was doing a lot I was working I did security at the hospital like near Shippensburg University so I'm working part-time going to school literally his daycare was next door to the criminal justice building so I would drop him off go park my car walk to class do my classes pick him up we would go home I had like my next door neighbor she had a kid so like we would take turns like if he need, if I needed to go to the computer lab mm-hmm. or if she needed to go we would just take turns watching the kids like that's a blessing and that's how we got it done yeah because my son's dad we lived together till like my last year then he graduated a year before I did so when okay. he graduated he psh, took off to Philly so it was just oh. me and my baby like so I'm just like I'm just up here but I made it work and it was it was a blessing to have him there at my graduation like mm-hmm. you know full circle like, it's your, like we your did son it there? yes okay. have my son there at the graduation so it was like we did it because it's like you was a college kid too like right. anytime he I was, was. <laughs> he really was no seriously anytime I would go hang out with my friends whatever it was like me plus him so right. but yeah we got it done so like what was that experience like when your child's father kind of left moved to Philly after you graduated and kind of left. It was a lot because it's not the plan that I expected. It's like, I'm a planner. Was that something that you guys had talked about? It or? was something we talked about. Okay. He was supposed to find a job in Shippensburg, wait for us to graduate, and then we could reevaluate together. Are we moving to Philadelphia? Are we moving back to Harrisburg, to my hometown? But yeah, he had other plans. He was focused on like me, 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 and like mm. what um, what's going to take. To him, he felt like, I graduated, so I need to make the most of the first year after graduation. Me, I'm like, 
like, you could take a year. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but we was definitely on like two different pages. So okay. it was definitely harder for me to have to do everything. But like I said, with the help of my neighbor, she understood like right. single mom to single mom. Like we got each other's back. Like when she would need to do overtime, I would pick up her daughter because they went to the same little daycare. Right. I would pick up her daughter, come over, play, feed the kids. And she would just knock on my door when she got back, you That's know? Dope. So it was like, you scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours. Right. Like, so I don't know that's where I would be you, without that. Yeah, that's that's amazing that you were able to find that like almost like a family yes. kind of like community with her and mm-hmm. her children. Um, and also so that, you know, her daughter and your son could kind of like come up together. Because yep. I'm assuming they were around the same age. Yep, same exact age. She, she's like a few months older. That's crazy. <laughs> so now, you know, she's married okay. and has like two extra kids, but they live in Philly. If not, oh, okay. I would see her all the time. Yeah. Because like our kids, you know... Kind of grew up together. Yeah, like, and y'all went through the, the battle together. Yes, the like, struggle together. Like, it yeah. was a lot. But it's like, if you have a routine, you can mm-hmm. do it. And that's what I always tell, like, young moms. Like, you can still go to school. You just have to honestly have a routine and stick to it. You can't. Right. There's not much room for error, room for games. Like, you got to be able to put your child first, but also put yourself, like, just up there with that, mm-hmm. you know. But it ain't easy. But So how was it dealing with, like... Earlier in the conversation, you were talking about how, you know, your parents didn't go to college. And so they were looking forward to you going and kind of like you felt like you screwed up the fr- your freshman year. <laughs> but it's like, how did you deal with that pressure of like, you know, finishing your degree while also, you know, raising your son and what kind of support system did you to have? To be honest, you? so my parents, honestly, I feel like, I'm not going to say they didn't care what I did, mm-hmm. but after I had my son, my mom was like, well, if you want to go back to Shippensburg, I'll keep him. And like, Aww. you just come home on the weekends. That's so nice. Like, she seriously was like, I don't want to take that college experience from you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm attached to this baby now. Like, I can't just leave him and see him on the weekends. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I need to figure out something that will work for me. So, so, like, when I started at Hack, I was not happy at all. Like, okay. just, it was just like, that's not what I wanted. But my mom was still supportive. She would watch the baby while I would do my homework, while I would go have night classes. Like, I was going to the gym trying to lose the baby weight. Like, I was still doing a lot. And she was just like, if I ain't at work, I'll be home watching your baby. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and my dad and my stepmom were always so supportive. Like, just girl, just drop the baby off. Like, you're still young. They both still wanted me right. to live my life. Like, this is not... My mom used to always say, this is not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you got it. Because, like, my mom didn't have me until she turned 26. Oh, so, okay. by me having getting pregnant at 18, that's a big gap of life there that she was worried that I wasn't going to have. Right. She's like, you're young. You had a kid. It happened it's still time to like move forward but they supported me like Mm -hmm. when I graduated college both of my parents wanted me to join the state police like pressure when I say that was the only time I ever felt pressured from my parents they talked me into taking the exam wait they wanted you to be a cop yes I could not imagine you walking around I couldn't either but Venice, I took seriously I took the uh written test I passed Mm -hmm. made it to the face-to-face interview and I scored average so then I used that to my advantage to tell my parents if I was meant to be a cop I would have scored above average because you're literally having how we're talking Mm -hmm. that's how it was they were asking you scenario-based questions and I'm like I scored average that means I wasn't meant to be a cop <laughs> but girl I'm telling you my dad bamboozled me told me he was taking me to Hershey outlets to go shopping and uh-uh. he took me to the state parole like state trooper open house they were serious they really wanted me to be a state trooper that's hilarious <laughs> 
So that was like the only time I will say I did not listen to my parents. So right. I kind of listened to my heart to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. But if it was up to them, I would have been a cop. And I would have been like, what, six years in now? Right, 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 right. They were trying to line you up for that pension. That's what it was. They were trying to line you up. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So I wanted to get into kind of like um, co-parenting because... I know that for my listeners, um, that's a very beneficial conversation because a lot of people struggle through that. And the reason I wanted to talk to you is because your son's older now. Yeah. So like you've been through, I'm assuming, of course, I don't know, but I'm assuming that you've been through that roller coaster ride. I will say co-parenting is an ongoing roller coaster. Okay. Like, and this is, this, this is always fragile for me because you know, with my podcast, I'm super... To me, it's about transparency because somebody can listen to what you say and learn from it. So there's been things that I have said that my son's father was not okay with. But for me, it's like I'm speaking the truth here. Like, you know, know, there's things to take from this. Somebody's going to learn from this. But it's an ongoing, honestly, a roller coaster. Like sometimes we're good. Other times we're not good. But I've learned to communicate from just an adult standpoint rather than speaking for my child. Because for a while I got so stuck on my son deserves better than this. Mm. My son's like, so it's like I'm speaking for him and whole time he might not care that Mm -hmm. he doesn't see his dad that much. But to me, I feel like my son deserves it all. You need to be seeing your son at least once a month because his dad doesn't live in the same city. So to me, I feel like two hours is not enough to hardly ever see your kid. To Mm -hmm. me, there's no excuse for that but right. I got so stuck into speaking from my son not realizing let me just speak it as an adult mm-hmm. life does happen things do happen let's learn to communicate with each other for something that makes sense rather than what my what I think my son might want or what I think that he might deserve right but I will say there, there I feel like there's no recipe to <laughs> to co-parenting to go I'm, I, it's crazy to say I used to feel like there is but no, isn't. we could really be good one week and not good the next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so kind of like walk me through that whole co-parenting journey. So like from the beginning up until now that he's older, because now that he's older, he can kind of speak his own thoughts yes. and like his feelings. But when he was younger. So like, from the beginning, we were in a relationship, which of course like blurs a line of like co-parenting and right. stuff like that. But from us, it was like, well, when he moved out, that was when the co-parenting kind of started because now, how much are you going to see your son? We were still in a relationship, um, actually, for like three three years after that. Even oh, though he okay. moved out, we were still in a relationship. So now we're a long-distance relationship, long-distance co-parenting. And it's like, if me and you aren't cool, that doesn't mean you can't come around and be cool with your son. Right. And it took a while for us to work through those waters because it would always blur the lines. Mm-hmm. It was always like, well, when you're coming to see your son, you're staying at my house. Mm-hmm. And now that's kind of gray in the area because your son thinks that he's and his family back together when it's not that like right. I'm dating other people you're dating other people which made it complicated for me for the men I was dating because then it's like you're having your son's father stature like, you know but for me I'm like he doesn't live in this city so right. for me it's like I'm not gonna ask him to get a hotel like my son's not about to go hang out in the hotel for a weekend mm-hmm. but it's so hard to explain to people when you're trying to move forward it just no how no matter how you say it, it still seems like you called up on your ex right, like, right. and all I'm trying to do was co-parent like right. why should my son have to be uncomfortable for a weekend to spend time with his father mm-hmm. so it's still, I don't know. Yeah, it's no, a, it's a lot better on. now yeah. than it was because I had to learn. Like, sometimes it's not about convenience. It is what it is. You can't stay at my house. Like, okay. 
he has to be able to see his father and his mother, two separate entities, like right. not always together. Okay. But I used to think, cause that's how my parents were, even though they weren't together, my parents split when I was eight, but I've always seen them function so well and blend so well. Even though my dad was married, it still was never like me and my mom. And then me, my dad and my stepmom. Mm-hmm. It was like, we won big, my dad used to still tell my mom, he loved me in front of his wife, like loved my mom, loved me. It was like, we were one big happy family. And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. And I realized in traditional, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. You can't go telling your ex, Oh, I love you. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work right. like that no more. I also think it depends on the partner yeah. and the mature. Cause also a lot of your experiences, you were young, yes. right? Cause you had him at 18. So I'm assuming most of these experiences were like your early twenties. Right. Yes. So at that, at that point, even the people you were dating didn't have the maturity or they didn't have the mm-hmm. experience with kids. And we'll get into, you know, your dating status now. <laughs> but um, I'm sure because he's older, yeah, he can better understand, you know, what you're trying to create for your son, right? Yes. So I think it's very important on, like, the partner and who that is. Um, but I love that your parents gave you that example of still having a family unit mm-hmm. without trying to force their relationship to work. Like, yeah. they were able to separate their personal relationship and still provide you with a family. Yeah. Um, Cause I think a lot of like families that are, um, you know, broken apart or mixed up. It's like, there's so much beef between the mom and the dad that they can't put their differences aside yep. long enough just to let their child have the experience with both of them. Cause yep. yeah, of course your son enjoys being with you. It looks like <laughs> your son, is, he, I really think you are his best friend. Like, I think so too. <laughs> But he's at that age now where it's not so cool to love him on your mom. Right, right. So it's right. like a calm, but it's like, I know, I know I'm your favorite person in the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm speaking on like the when you like uh, post like screenshots of like y'all texting conversations. I'm like, oh, he really talks to her like yes. that's his best friend. I love that. Yes. But I then when that. the attitude comes, because the preteen, I have to ask him, who do you think the you're kids. talking to? Because it's like very like, it's cool when we cool, but when you and Connor not cool with me right. don't talk to me like i'm your little friend because yeah. like it comes off like that like i'm not gonna do this or whatever and it's like who do you think you're talking to right like, you know like <laughs> right but yeah and then i'm sure you know he loves his time with his dad as well when he gets yeah. to see his dad but i think every child wants to feel like they were created out of love yeah and i think it's shown when you know I mean, I don't think it's necessary, mm-hmm. but I love to see when like co-parents can come together for their child and let them have that family moment, yeah. you know, but I don't, you know, it's not necessarily necessary because in some circumstances it's just not going to work yeah. out, but I understand why that was so important to you, yes. you know, growing up in that environment. I didn't know that you and your, your dad and your mom were divorced. Yeah. And they so- never were married. They were engaged. Oh, okay. And yeah, my mom, it's crazy to say, but my dad cheated once. I've heard heard both sides of the story. My dad cheated once and my mom was out. So growing up, and it's like, I used to have issues with my son's father and she would be the spokesperson like, you guys will be better later when Mm -hmm. you guys get older. And I'm looking like the hypocrite because you left my daddy after one time. Like, that's just... How I felt. Wait, so is that what she told you or what he That's, told you? They, my dad confirmed it. Because okay. like, for a while, I used to not believe that this is true. No way you get cheated on one time and you pick up 
and you know move me back into your parents house like Mm -hmm. you just said forget the family like y'all was engaged everything Mm -hmm. but my dad doubled down said it was one time he got caught (laughs) he confirmed it (laughs) he confirmed it and i was like oh wow my mom's a strong woman stand by what you say that's what she said that's what she said child she stood by it okay so um I'm trying to decide if I want to go. I'll let you choose. Do you want to oh, go God. into how you balance life as a mother or into navigating dating as a single mom? Okay, let's go navigating dating into a single mom. Okay, we'll go through that. Because like I said, me and my ex were together up until 2018. So mm. I didn't start dating for real until after that relationship was honestly Y'all over. were together the whole time? Eight years. Wow. So we That's had a long time. A long time. So like... When we broke up, it was like, well, so that I, was most of Mir's life. Most of because he's only 11 now. Wow. So okay. he's used to, even though we lived in two different cities for like four, four years of that, mm-hmm. it was still like my mom, my dad, me. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is what it is. So when but I started you were the dating, primary caregiver. Yes, okay. I was a primary caregiver. So when I started dating, um, I knew that I didn't want my son to meet a bunch of men That's because in my whole life, I might have only met four men that my mom was dating. And okay. that included another man she was engaged to for nine years. So okay. out of my whole life, four men. And I know now that I'm grown, I know it wasn't only just four yeah. men. You know what I mean? So it's like, I respect that. And it's like, obviously you have to vet, you know, people that you're dating and stuff like that. And also if you're dating someone, you want them to be cool with your kid. Mm -hmm. But it was just like navigating. When do I know that you're comfortable to be around my kid? Because I've never introduced, he only knows his dad. You know, he knew his dad. That was it. So I'm dating. I actually had a man tell me that like, after like six months of us dating, we couldn't, he didn't want to date me anymore because I had a kid. And I'm like, but you knew that I had a kid. I'm sorry. Day one. But I guess he didn't realize that. He said, wait a minute. Yes. Six months in, had he met your son? No, hadn't met him. But I guess that's when he realized, I guess, that he cared about me and realized it wasn't just me. It's me and my son if this was actually going to be a thing. So I respect it. You know, at first I was like, but her, because like, you knew I had a son day of meeting me. Like, those Mm -hmm. are things that you know just off of social media. Right. So, but then I respected it. Like, you know what? He probably didn't think he was going to catch feelings. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you're fun to date, but not fun to be bringing a kid because he didn't have any kids. So it's like, you ain't about to be bringing a kid into this situation, you know? But then sometimes you have guys who have kids and they were a little bit hasty to try to like, oh, let's do play dates no you're dating me you're not dating me and my son right it's just and then when i got with my now fiance he for the first time met my son by accident so i had (laughs) that's funny it's crazy to say but it's like because i honestly don't know when i would have been ready to introduce them so i guess i'm glad that it happened by accident because i might have let it go on for way longer Mm -hmm. but he came into my life at a weird time because I had just lost. Well, I had found out that my mom was diagnosed with cancer maybe two months after I met him. Oh, so he came into okay. my life at a weird spot because my life was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So after my mom had passed, he had came to the house to check on me, bring me food and stuff like that. And my son ended up waking up and coming downstairs. So it was like one of those accidental meetings. Mm -hmm. But then my son was actually fine with it. Like, I think I was more worried and offended because he had never met another man besides his dad. And he was fine with it. Yeah. So then it was like, we're slowly transitioning. Like, 
my fiance, well, back then when he was just my guy I was dating, he would have little pool parties at his mom's house and I would bring my son over, bring my friends. And it was like, you know, this is cool, whatever. But mm-hmm. then it was like, it's kind of like when we started dating, his dad started to spiral mm-hmm. and his dad used to try to make him believe like, you don't like him for real. Like, okay. that's not somebody you wanted to be around. And I realized my son has like kind of like a tough personality like I do. Like, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to respect what you're saying, but I'm not believing it for a second. Like, I was worried that my son wasn't going to give him a fair chance because you got your dad over here saying like, no, like, you know. He has a really strong personality. So, yeah, he just embraced him. And I think that's what made me like him more. Like, my son actually like you. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think too, like, Every child wants to see their parent loved. Yes. And I feel like he probably felt, you know, that your now fiance, but at that time, you know, person you were dating was treating you right. Yeah. And so he probably saw the joy in your eyes mm-hmm. and your energy was probably better. And, you know, the fact that he was around during probably the hardest time in your life. Yeah. I feel like, you know, kids notice those things. Yeah. And, and so, I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Until you look back, you're like, wow. Yeah. Because at that time, <laughs> literally, no lie, our first Christmas of us dating, we celebrated Christmas the day before. Mm-hmm. And like my now fiance, he's super big on Christmas, his whole family. Family as they do Christmas dinner and like they invited me and my son which I respected oh, it so nice. but I was so stuck on holding on to tradition I actually spent Christmas with my son's father like uh-huh. I let him come to the house whatever and it really offended my now fiance because we celebrated Christmas the day before just so I could give my son that same old tradition mm-hmm. and the whole time my son probably would have been happy over there at their Christmas dinner mm-hmm. so like looking back I realized where I could have messed up a good thing because mm-hmm. like some men like you said aren't m- emotionally mature enough to respect it they would have been like uh-uh i'm out ain't no way i'm buying all this stuff for christmas gotta give it to you the day before christmas you letting your baby dad sleep here and then i don't see you on christmas day my family right. invited you for christmas you turned it down mm-hmm. like you know so i realized where i could have been better at but i was just so afraid like is this too soon for my son to be spending christmas with another man that's not his father like mm-hmm. and whole time my son was fine yeah. So it's like sometimes as moms, we sometimes put ourselves on the back burner because mm. we think we know what is best for our kids. And sometimes we're wrong. Right. Sometimes we're wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, motherhood in general is just a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's like you kind of were growing up into adulthood. Well, not kind of. You were. You were literally entering adulthood yeah. and raising a child. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And. I don't think a lot of people understand 18 to like 25 is a massive part of like seriously because you are really finding yourself during that time exactly so I'm trying to find myself while trying to raise a kid Mm -hmm. I I never raised a kid before so like you're trying to figure it out and then you add in all these other variables you know like socially you go through friends oh you go through different kind of friendships during that age because you Mm -hmm. got your college friends your friends that you had from high school a whole lot of stuff is transitioning while you're just trying to like raise yourself essentially at that time we're still we're still young adults then so it it definitely was hard like if i had to i would have waited but i definitely don't regret girl listen (laughs) you almost done and i ain't even get started yet i'll be looking back like so for those listening alexis and i went we basically grew up together yes. so like when i look back at like high school middle school and like everybody who had kids early and it's crazy because at that age everybody was like 
either judging or was afraid yes. to be judged. And now that I'm 30, I'm like, child, I wish I got knocked up <laughs> when I was 15. I'd have a 15-year-old right now. No, have three more years seriously. and I'd be living my best life. Like, no lie, the girls, <laughs> I it was like a small community of us that were all kind of pregnant at the same time uh-huh. and they went to different schools. So it's like, I'm making friends because she's pregnant. So we're like the outcast people. Yeah. Like We know we was in everybody's group chats. Like, did y'all see... <laughs> She pranked, like, we just got to college. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So it's just like, I'm telling you, like, I was, when the, when the college campus found that I was pregnant, like, mm. I got into so much, like, drama. It was really? just so much. Because I was the pregnant girl on campus. But, like, like, why would that be drama? It just, again, you be seeing chicks at parties and then you pregnant. It's just like, uh, you know, it's but just. But you're not drinking. Yeah, not drinking. Yeah. But it just comes from, like, Judging. girl, you look so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. that, and that's how I felt. Like, just walking on campus and you see the people like, oh, she pregnant. Like, um, I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't say names. But yeah. there is a girl now in Harrisburg who reached out to me a few years after we graduated college and was like, you know what? Like, I really want to say thank you because, like, she ended up getting pregnant in college. And she was just like, I was really struggling. And you came and helped with the desk and That's stuff so like nice. that. And I'm like, because I've been that girl. And I yeah. know what it's like a scarlet letter, like. essentially. Like, everybody's watching you walk in the classroom like this pregnant girl like how you come to college and get pregnant like mm-hmm. and I'm sure we weren't the only ones but there was probably people who getting abortions but they didn't care about that kind of stuff but it's like the look that people give you you're walking around got to a point where you didn't want to leave like the, your dorm or whatever like mm-hmm. seriously I never had my son on campus if I could help it I was just taking him to daycare and home because okay. it's just like I felt like if somebody seen me with this toddler on they campus, were. it's going to be t- two times as worse as if they would have saw me walking around pregnant. Right. I just didn't want to do that to him. You know, mm-hmm. even though he's little, he didn't know he didn't care. But I just it just comes with like a thick embarrassment back. Yeah. Then. And now, like you said, my son can stay at home by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and what you mean? can go out. And I have can fun go out and have life. fun. People are like, oh, where are your son? I'm like, home. Right. Playing his game. Like. I didn't need a sitter. Right, right. (laughs) But before we get lost, I will say when I saw that you were having a baby and I saw that you never, well, from my perspective, right? Mm Because at that time we weren't really communicating. But from my perspective, it looked like you never stopped going to school. I truly admired that. So like it never like came up in a like, oh my God, Alexis got pregnant. It was like, wow, she's really doing it. Because I don't know what I'm doing. What? I'm over here trying to figure it out and she got a baby and she's going to classes and like, you know, because it's like, you know, because of social media, you only see the highlights of people's lives. And all I would see at that time is you posting like army stuff, school stuff, and then family stuff. And so it was like, it was so admirable to me at such a young age and you were one of the only people who I saw who really did that when we were that young because most people I knew who got pregnant when we were that young all dropped out of school yeah but you were the only one who kind of pushed through like you only graduated a year after we started and for me I felt like that was the same because a lot of the people when I went to Penn State who came in with me graduated the year after. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I didn't even see it as like, oh, you know, she took a pause. It's like, dang, she went straight through. <laughs> like, she really did that. So I just want to clap Thank and give you, you your flowers for that because that takes a lot of strength. And um, 
I love hearing your story and hearing the support system that you were able to create so that you could provide a life for your son and finish your education yeah. so you could eventually provide for him yourself. You know, yeah. that's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. And I also wanted to like, you know, before, cause I know you got to leave soon. So <laughs> I wanted to get into kind of like, how do you balance, you know, like your self care, motherhood, now you're engaged. Like, how are you balancing all of that? Girl, it's a lot. I'm still honestly learning. Um, what's crazy is that I do therapy. So I go to therapy like once a month. Thank mm-hmm. God it's virtual because I don't know how I would deal like going to somebody and sitting on their couch. Like, you know, right. like, the, you know, I got to go talk to the lady everywhere I used to say. <laughs> So I appreciate that it's virtual because it's like just talking to one of my girlfriends. No, like you don't real. realize how much it helps you to just talk to someone that's unbiased. Mm-hmm. Like not saying they don't care about you because I believe my therapist cares about yeah. me. But they don't care but about you for real. Way, yeah, yeah, like you could say whatever, be whoever, be vulnerable and mm-hmm. don't have to worry about nobody judging you, bringing it back up. None of that stuff. So I use it as a soundboard once mm-hmm. a month to just say whatever. Yeah. Because I go through. So I'm engaged. We're getting married. This summer, so we're planning Ooh. a wedding. <laughs> so we have different, a whole three different dynamics. So we okay. live with our my son hundred percent of the time because his dad lives in another city. So we're lucky if his dad sees him once a month. Okay. So we literally have him a hundred percent. Then his one of his daughter, his youngest daughter, we have her. We have custody of her fifty percent. Okay. So fifty fifty joint custody. So that then is a different layer of how our household looks fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and then you have to bring in the relationship with her mother and stuff like that. And then he has another daughter Mm -hmm. with another woman. So you're bringing in a whole different layer of, so we get her every other weekend. So every other weekend I have three kids in the household. So it's, it's a lot. So you're balancing a lot of different personalities while still trying to have a social life, still going to work. Um, I would say my household is not necessarily traditional because my fiance does most of the cooking. I don't really like the kitchen. So I was glad, like, I'm not even going to lie. So I was glad that I found. (laughs) As you're telling me this, I'm having flashbacks to like high school. And I'm like, this is the same. The same. Like, that's what I think. I just grew up. But I'm the same. Because back in high school, I was like burning like bagel bites and stuff in the microwave. So like. I never found that love for the kitchen. Like, <laughs> never. It never came. Never came. So that definitely did not change about me. probably in heaven now that Manny's at the- uh, Seriously. So, like, it's like, I can kind of cook. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like, the stuff that I do attempt to make, it's never tasted nasty. Thank God. Right. I just personally don't like really standing in the kitchen and cooking. I just yeah. don't. It seems like every time I do it, I lose my appetite. I don't be wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what am I doing this for? Right. So I am appreciative that I have a man who is super handy and can cook. Like, you got the best of all worlds. Like, you spent time with both your parents growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, in the kitchen with your mom and out back with your dad. Because anytime I need something done, he's handled. We don't have to call somebody. Like, my man can take care of it. Like, fixing locks and stuff on doors. So, it's like, I am thankful for that because... Mm -hmm that time that I'm not in the kitchen, I'm helping with something else. I can do laundry or, you know, clean up around the house and stuff like that. Cause it's like me, I'm not Molly the maid. I wasn't raised. I was, I wasn't meant to be somebody stay at home mom. And I knew that about me young. So it's like, I need to get this college degree, Mm -hmm. get me a good job. Cause I'm not going to be at home raising these kids. I just, (laughs) that's just not in me. (laughs) So I like that. Like, 
I can balance all of it. And I still have someone who's secure with themselves that if I say, yo, I'm going out with the girls tonight, I don't have to worry about them being insecure, trying to keep me in the house with them. I can still have a social life. Like I could still, cause I just turned 30. Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, like yeah. we just turned, we're still young. We still right. have plenty of life and you don't want to spend it in the house. Like yeah. I don't feel, even though I'm getting married, I don't feel tied down at mm-hmm. all. I can still be me. I can still be free. Say mm-hmm. whatever, do whatever, and I'm accepted like for who I am. Yeah. And you still have a young energy about you. Yeah. You know, so it's like why not like you missed out on I mean, it seems like your your family was trying to still allow you to have those experiences at yep. a young age, but because you were such a devoted mother, yes. you weren't able to really have The only know, thing I will fun. say that I missed out on because of, you know, the route that I chose is the traveling. I feel like that's why I travel mm, more and I stuff mean, now. Because back then I used to feel guilty. Like I'm leaving my son on the weekends that I have army. I'm not about to leave him to go to Jamaica too. Like that's right. just that was just me though. I just felt insecure about it, even though again, creating a situation that's not really is my son wouldn't care like he loved grandparents house right you know my parents didn't care but i just felt so guilty so it's like i travel and stuff now because he's older now he genuinely can voice i don't care mom see you when you get you know you see you, oh, when you get, i need a break from you anyway you know, yes. so <laughs> it's like how long you going thank god like thank god but i actually um I don't want to hold you up because I wanted to go. I had like um, some advice letters that were sent in about like single mothers and stuff. Well, let's but... dive into it. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to like, <laughs> no, because I, I hate going over time and us going over time is technically my fault because it is set no, up. Oh, you're fine. But if you had time, <laughs> girl, <laughs> let's get into it. So one of the main reasons um i also wanted to bring you on to talk about this is because i adore the relationship (laughs) between you and your son if you follow alexis on twitter actually if you don't follow alexis on twitter (laughs) please do because i swear to you it's always an update on what's going on in her son's life whether it's pictures screenshots of the nonsense he be texting her while he in class like stories you be telling and so i just wanted to share a few of my favorites and then (laughs) quickly we'll go over some short like uh but so one of my favorites you tweeted this the end of last year I was rapping tomorrow too, and Mira gonna ask me why am I rapping it when I'm about to get married? <laughs> no, and it's crazy because sometimes it's the audacity for me. Like I believe I was washing dishes at that, so the Alexis playing. I'm minding my business. He rolls in the kitchen like, "Why are you playing this? Like, ain't you about to get married?" And like he said it with a tone like you're judging me. So I'm looking at him like. Are you serious, right? And was dead serious. Like, like he was not playing. Like he has this envision of who his mother is supposed to be right. now that somebody proposed to me. Like what? Right. Another one of my favorites is Valentine's Day, both this year and last year. <laughs> so last year, Alexis tweets. Today's reason for Forget Them Kids podcast. My son has 25 students in his class. He requested candy valentines. There was 25 in a box, so I had to buy two more. I asked my son how his valentines went, and he said a girl in his class made him mad, so he decided not to get anyone there. (laughs) Then proceeded to let me know he ate most of the Skittles in class instead. I can't make this stuff. (laughs) No, I was crying when I read it. (laughs) No. 
And like the thing about Mir is he be dead serious, Vanessa. Like you, you be looking for a chuckle or laugh, and it doesn't ever come. Like he's he stand on what he's saying do, and it's like for me, you're so young, but you know, like don't play with me. But you were like that. But I didn't realize it was that bad, though. <laughs> I think that's why it's so funny, because I knew you at the age okay. that he is now. Yeah, so, okay. And so I'm like, he definitely is like a mini version of his yeah. mom. Because, like, you got to think, both of us, what were we voted in high school? Like, Mo- I got most talkative. That's- were you class clown? No, we got tied. What was it? I think it was most talkative. It might have been most talkative. But, man. like, both of us always would get in trouble for our mouths. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> But I remember me and you tied for that. Like, okay, we yep. both won because we're in the yearbook together. Okay. For I forget. I don't think they called it most talkative, but that's what it was. Yeah. Like, I need to pull them out. I still have all the yearbooks. I do too. I just have I to pull too. them out and like look. But yeah, and so see. when I'm reading these, I'm like, this is literally like Alexis. I'm I don't just even get mad. Version. Like when parent teacher <laughs> conferences come and they say he's a social butterfly, I don't even. You don't even Get care. Because I can't control it. Like, right. so can we talk about something that I can control? Right. Like- <laughs> so then this Valentine's Day, you put this. It goes, me. Don't forget to take your Valentine's gifts to school. Mir, she doesn't go to my school. Me. Huh? Well, how, how did you meet her and how was she getting her gift? Mir. Shrugs. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Venice, with that one, it took me a whole day to figure out how this was making sense, okay? So, I ended up finding out that he met her at Get Air. So, when he a- a- oh, okay. when he had asked me about, I'm thinking, of course, she's in your school. Maybe right. not necessarily your grade, but in your school because Susquehanna is doing this thing now where it's like customized learning. So, mm-hmm. you could have classes with 7th and 8th graders. Okay. So, I, when he said that, I'm thinking, okay, for sure, school, don't forget your gift. And he was dead serious. So, mm-hmm. I'm like... Well, now I got questions because, like, who is she and how was she going to get her gift? I'm like, Mir, you can't just mail something, like, to some girl. Like, You were stressed and he was just like... He didn't care. And <laughs> what's crazy is he ended up giving me the gift. I frustrated him so much with the questions that he said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. And gave me the teddy bear and he oh, ate the chocolate. Crying. Yo. I got the teddy I'm bear on my... He was fed, fed up. So I made it worse by asking a bunch of questions. Like... To him, I felt like he said it was that he was going to figure it out. However, right. he might have figured. But I inserted myself in his business, and he said, "Forget it." Forget now, it. right? I said, "Well, did you at least take a picture of what you got her to show her that you attempted? Because mm-hmm. he spent his money on it, right? So if I'm spending my money on something, that girl would have got her gift. But just let me know what the plan. That's all I wanted to know. What was the plan then? Right. <laughs> I never found out how he intended. I didn't know if he was just going to hold on to it mm-hmm. until the next time they were both at Get Air. I'm not really sure, Venice, <laughs> but I had the teddy bear on my dresser. At least you have it now. Like, little girl probably didn't even know she had a Valentine, to be honest. I so- have no idea. <laughs> the fact that he gave it to you is so funny. Yeah, he was fed up with the questions. He said, I ain't got time for this now here. <laughs> Give me the chocolate, though, but here. All right, so this is the last... Um, tweet that I'm gonna read because this one is my favorite I think this is my all time favorite (laughs) this one says Mir takes out the trash for $10 a week the boy just had the nerve to ask me for a $5 raise who does he think he is He just better know inflation. He just better know about this inflation. Okay. He out here in these streets. But I, struggling. I would have respected 
wanted it more if he said, I'll do something else in addition to trash. You just asked for a raise. Like, that's not how this works. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Every year, the cost of living is going up. But five dollars. But I'm still getting paid the same. I would have respected a dollar for the same job, but five. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so did you end up giving him the rate? No. The going rate for chores is ten dollars a week. The going rate. The going. That is the going rate. Now, unless he gets another chore, mm-hmm. but that's it. He still only has trash. That is too funny. I'll occasionally ask him to help with something else. Like, here, wash the dishes here. Help with that there. Fold, right. Help fold laundry. So, you know, but no. Mm-mm. $10 a week. That's that's come out of my check. That's $40 I'm allotting for just for just trash. Right. That's, that's a pretty... That's some expensive trash. That's some like, expensive, yeah, yeah, because you already got to pay for the people to come pick up the trash, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> he'll he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. One of my um my little cousins in Charlotte, he started his own little business where he literally made flyers and went to every person's apartment in their apartment complex and offered his services to take out their trash every week. See, I can respect that. Yeah, and I said, homie about to have more money than me. (laughs) I forget what his going rate was, but it was like, he had a price like per, you know, whatever. Like he thought it all See, through. I he can respect plan, that hustle. Marketing strategy. Because he started with like an older lady, but he okay. does hers for free. So he said she's grandfathered into the system. Yeah, but, but everybody everyone else. else. <laughs> yeah, better get them coins ready or you're going to be walking to the trash can. Right, right. All right. So now we're going to switch gears into our Two Cent Tuesday segment. Ah, ah, ah. Mark your calendars for Tuesday because the madness continues with Two Cent Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sip and Spill. If you had a blast with us today, do me a favor and share it with a friend. You're the real MVP of the Sip and Spill party. Until next time, deuces.